Motherfuckers, welcome to episode four of Theatre of the World with Man Bites God. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. Motherfuckers, and this episode is motherfucking called Food. No, what is it called? Did we I thought it was called Eats. Eats? Eats. I thought, I thought that was the. That's what it was. Oh, Vittles. I All right, it's called Vittles. Vittles? Eats? I think, I think I'm going to jump back on Wikipedia. Eats? Eats. I'll try it again. Hey! <laughs> I'm not editing this, by the way. <laughs> this is all staying in. Uh, oh, well, fuck it. They know what it's called, roughly. It'll be written on the thing. Read the label what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Check your program. Yeah. Fucking hell. This is ridiculous. Fact bombs. Fact bombs. Fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Oh, pull us back on the rails, you crazy guy. Fact bombs. Yes. <laughs> About food. <laughs> Vittles. Vittles. Eats. Eats. <laughs> we started the podcast. We don't know what it's called. We're not doing this one in the morning, oh, by the way. This is a piece of shit already. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Head cheese is not <laughs> is not cheese. No. It is meat jelly made with flesh from the head of a pig or a calf. Um. Sweetbreads are not bread. Ah. They are the thymus and pancreas and sometimes testicles of lamb, beef, or pork. Disgusting. Soylent green is people. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a revelation. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thank you. That is some facts for sure. <laughs> I wrote one joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Right for at the sure. Top, right at the top of the program. It's not a great joke. No. You ready? Yep. Um, so, you know, uh, apparently um, a lot of sandwich fillings are suffering from some genetic disorders because they're inbred. <laughs> you see? Pow! Not a fact bomb. Right. Uh, uh, so uh, with the topic uh, being the topic, I actually, rather than just kind of like bring, bring along uh, some stuff, I just yeah. thought it would be interesting to talk about experiences that we've had in the realm of food or vittles or whatever the hell we're talking about. For example, I thought, I'll put this out there. Yeah. Weirdest food you've ever eaten. I'll start to give you time to think, okay. but weirdest food yeah, you've you ever eaten. Have it. a think. Here's mine. Um, there are a couple of things, but I would say probably the weirdest food I've ever eaten is uh, in Vietnam. I once had a dish that was crickets yeah. in pork fat. Oh, yum. And you know, well, you know what? The crickets were delicious, mm. but the pork fat was, a li- it was good, but it was a little bit heavy. And there were, like, there were a lot of crickets and they were crunchy and they were delicious because it's like little prawn crackers. Mm. But the pork fat, after a while, I, I just remember saying, after a while, oh, that pork fat's not sitting, those crickets aren't sitting right. Mm. But that was all right. But that was, that, was, that was great because you can't walk down the street in Australia and get a cricket. No. To eat. I love going to weird parts of the world and eating weird foods. Like that is, that to me, when I travel, you want to try and get some weird food in you. Yeah. And you're in Scotland, you've got to eat haggis. Mm. Yeah. You know, anyway, I don't know, weird foods? Mm. Anyone? Yeah. Um, I had in Thailand. I ate um, jellyfish. Oh, what's that? Which, what's jellyfish like? It's mostly like eating a rubber band, mm-hmm. like calamari. Yeah, 
not as good as calamari. Wow. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Mm. It's it's chewy and almost flavorless. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Were you enriched afterwards? Yeah. I was I I it was one of those things where I felt like I there was a net loss on eating it. <laughs> a jellyfish net. Yeah. Yeah. Chris? Well, I um I always like to go to places and try the food, right? If there's a particular food Edinburgh, for example, obviously yeah. you go to Scotland, you have haggis, as you, as you mentioned. Yes. And what's weird about that is I totally expect it to be disgusted by haggis and it's, I love it. Oh, it's delicious. I love it. So good. Oh, you've got to go to the right place, but ha- don't get haggis from a fish and chip shop. Yeah. No. I had to throw mine in the bin. And, and, and I've tried to do all the weird things that, things like haggis, um, frog's legs. Mm. Um, I've had frog's legs. Snails. Oh. And, oh, snails. And frankly... I've had all of those things in Edinburgh. Were they all deep fried? Um, <laughs> were they all? No, the- they weren't. But they all came with curry sauce. They were served up by a a French Scotchman, a uh, Scotsman. So, um, Scotchman. I don't know what that says. He was a Scotchman. I haven't really travelled to anywhere exotic enough to eat a spider or a, you know cricket or anything. I will. And once I do, I'll I'll full on eat it. Uh, <laughs> Right, it's, it's not really a competition. The, you um, have to because I, I think um, it's not. It's not a weird thing, but it's again. It was in Edinburgh. Um, was that Yorkie Porky, which we all engaged oh, in, which I'd was heart stopper. Yeah. Um, it was a. It was a Yorkshire pudding, wasn't it? It with, was. Uh, yeah, a giant. They put, like pork sausage and stuff in it, it and was, wrapped it, it in a, bacon. It was a Yorkshire pudding. The exact size and shape of a beret. Yeah, and that it was, was turned enormous. upside down on the plate, and then it was filled to the brim with delicious gravy. And yep. then floating in that gravy was a mountain of uh, mashed potato yep. and mustard. Yep. And then garnishing that were two enormous sausages wrapped in bacon. <laughs> and when you bit into the sausages, they had a vein of cheese running through yep. them. Um, and once you ate one of those, they you really didn't have pound. to. Five They were five quid. Yeah, and you really didn't have to eat for about three days mm. afterwards. They were so good for a hangover. Um, but probably they're the most adventurous I've become. Not not through not wanting to, but just because mm. I haven't had the opportunity to eat anything particularly unusual. Do you know um, uh, one thing that I became obsessed with uh, when I was travelling was jerky. Yeah, and oh, trying jerky. as many different types of jerkies mm. as oh, I yeah. could. And uh, even though I love jerky in all its shapes and forms, even though a friend of ours uh, has described jerky to me as like the flesh of cadavers, <laughs> and she's a surgeon, yeah. so she would know. But um, uh, even that has not deterred me. And when I was in Canada, Canada is the home of jerky. Yeah, like it's the it's 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 I mean it's it's the bee's knees yeah. if you like jerky. And uh, you go to Canada. And so I was trying to uh, try as many different flavors of jerky as I could. And, you know, you get, you know, beef jerky and then you get the different flavors of beef jerky, like curried beef jerky and, uh, and, 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 you know, the different kind of Asian style flavors of beef jerky. But then you get into the real shit and you get like yak jerky mm, and yeah. bison jerky, salmon jerky. Yeah. Have you ever had salmon jerky? No, it it's just, crazy. I've yeah. tried it. It's crazy. Yeah. It does sound on the crazy. Teeth. It feels yeah. weird on the teeth. I had camel jerky in the Northern Territory. Oh, very but, good. And that was as close as I got to eating camel. Isn't I really a, wanted to. Isn't camel jerky a derogatory name for Arab? <laughs> <laughs> two puns. That's two puns for the episode. Have you had pork floss? 
Yes. Yeah. It's. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. A, not a fan. I don't it's. They're it. two words that really I feel shouldn't belong together, and yet pork floss, like uh, uh, the little Asian bun shops that do it, mm. um, with a bit of mayo and the the nice sort of baked goods, and then a little layer of pork floss. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's mostly. I've, I you can buy it in bags. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And it sort of feels a bit like just eating. I don't know insulation or something like that. Oh, it's no, so it's dry and. Fibery. Oh, you wouldn't want to insulate your house with pork floss, though. The oh, the the insects would have a ball. <laughs> oh, I know something else that I ate that was weird. Yeah. Um, actually, I can't remember whether it was squid. Yeah, I think it was squid. Um, mm. but it came in a packet, and I got it in Singapore at Seven Eleven. And um, <laughs> you bought squid from Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Whatever happens to you, you deserve it. Um, it had sugar on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had that. Uh, no, squid. thanks. I've also had sugared fish in the same thing, yeah. like a packet of, yeah. like it's a, it's, a, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Because it's, you get, you get like instantly, it's like uh, eating a, um, you know, those pascal lollies? Mm. Like mm. the juby things. At the start, you go, oh, it's sugar covered. It's like a pascal, like, num, num, num. And then the discreet taste of fish. Yeah, yeah right. Just, just that is, fish is pretty the, discreet too. Yeah. It's, it's a subtle flavor. It's weird. It is weird. There's no yeah. doubt. It's weird. That's a good call. Yeah, but Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. I was actually I was in a restaurant in um, New York that served um, frog porridge. I didn't try it because I felt I was in another country and I I had some travel health insurance, but I felt like I might be in hospital for a long time <laughs> mm. after having the frog porridge. But on the same menu, um, which I had, a, I have, a, I took a picture of, um, was. Uh, pork porridge. Yeah, it's big still. Well, that's pork. like congee. That's just congee, really. That's all right. Yeah. And uh, and seafood porridge and silver oh. duck porridge. And I and I wonder whether people went in there for breakfast because it's porridge. What? It's such a strange. Well, congee is. I mean, which is porridge? Congee. congee. Is, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a traditional Asian breakfast. Yeah, 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 Often yeah. with meat and leftovers. And and I think um I think I've I've come to the realization that actually I don't think they refer to it as congee in New York at all but no. um, frog porridge was a weird thing to uh, come across best name for a band yeah. ever in a hurry and hungry driving a neat every item on the menu's a treat you don't have to dress up come as you are your private dining room right in your car um, I thought what I'd do today is read you a very short excerpts from uh, my diet book. Yeah, I wrote a diet book. Mm. I've called it Bleed Yourself Thin. Nice. <laughs> and uh, in Bleed Yourself Thin, there, there are lots of there are advice, but there's also little diets, day-to-day things. I just want to read a few selections of those today, um, and maybe our uh, listeners can get a little something for themselves. So uh, here we go. Diet, day one, breakfast. Lick one orange peel. Lunch. Say the word strawberry no more than six times. Dinner. Inhale tofu-flavoured steam. (laughs) Here are some bits of advice from the book. Just using anorexia or bulimia is a terrible way to lose weight. You have to find a combination of the both that's right for you. Only be seen with people who are fatter than you. If fatter people are hard to find, obese buildings mm-hmm. or plump land masses, yeah. they'll do. You know, trams are 16 rhinos, so if you hung out with trams, you'd be all right. You'd be fine. It's, yeah. good, it's good advice. Diet day two. Breakfast. Brush wet celery against your lips. <laughs> Lunch. Think about a walnut <laughs> for two minutes. Dinner. 
ice cube casserole. <laughs> Some tips. Muscle weighs more than fat, but organs weigh more than muscles. Ask your doctor about which ones you can safely remove. Wearing black can be very slimming. However, you may wish to use a series of pre-arranged controlled explosions to completely draw attention away. Uh, and finally, diet day three. This is the final uh, day of your diet. You'll be thinner at the end of this. Breakfast, eyedropper of lettuce juice. Lunch, grated watermelon seed. Dinner, sob with hunger and drink your tears. <laughs> so there you are. That'll be out for Christmas, my new diet book, Bleed Yourself Thin. Yep. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and we cannot be responsible for anybody who actually tries that diet. It's a novelty um, only diet. It's, uh, it's a humour diet. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> laughter being the best medicine and all. <laughs> Lose weight laughing. Uh, uh, sir, laughter's the best medicine we've discovered. Uh, and so we've put you on a novelty diet. <laughs> um, yes. Um, Did you ever used to go into condom stores? You remember those? I don't know if they're still around. Condom stores? When condom I was a stores. Kid, An entire store devoted to condoms. When I was a kid uh, 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 and uh, pre-internet and looking for a bit of ribald tomfoolery, <laughs> there were these little novelty stores in malls and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there was this like condom kingdom and, and yeah. things like yeah, that. Yeah, and they yeah, were yeah, condom yeah, stores. Yeah, but then yeah. they had like hilarious, you know, my other cars are person or something, you yeah. know, bumper stickers and things. Yeah. And, and they had all the things. And, and, but they also had hilarious walls of condoms and like, you know, flavoured condoms and you know, ribbed condoms and things. And you look carefully at some of them that were you know, really out of this world, like, oh, it's cheese and bacon plaid condoms. <laughs> and you look really carefully and it would say, this is a novelty device only and not to be used as an actual condom. Ooh. That's, that's dangerous. On the packet, that's not... Oh, I mean, you're not going to read that in the dark. No, you're all, you're all taken away by the mm. cheese and onion flavour. Yeah. Cheesy, bacony smell. Nine, nine months later, you're a fragrant baby. Actually, a novelty <laughs> condom is way too big or way too small. <laughs> that's, you know... Then there's no chance. <laughs> well, or, or you have novelty genitals. Or it sings. <laughs> one, it sings when, it, when you take it out. Honey, this novelty condom is way too big. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. Um, I, uh, Why are you crying? I had to think about eats. Uh, whittles. <laughs> <laughs> From condoms back to food, Chris. And... Uh, and I was uh, I was thinking about the the sort of the, the current trend, or the, it's been a trend for a couple of years, I guess, of um, carefully worded menus to describe what is usually just ordinary food. Ah, as, yes, a very judifying of food. Yeah, and and making uh, making people feel like there's there's something more to the food than just some vegetables and some meat. Mm. Um, and uh, I actually read an article about the psychology behind. Um, behind menu writing. Mm. Um, and one of the interesting things I took out of the article was that, um, you know, restaurants often put just the number without a dollar sign. Yeah, And that is apparently meant to make you feel like the food that you're eating is value rather than an expense. So, this is what it's worth is six, 25, 92. Um, that's one of the theories. Six twenty-five ninety-two is a lot of. I money. think I won. It's also my phone number. Yeah, right. It's the uh, combination to the safe where I keep my food. Yeah, and I, I, I'm always. I, 
like I, I hate the really the flowers, the super flowery stuff. It just drives me insane. Um, I'm all right with having food described to me in a pleasant way, a bit of a description of how it's cooked. That's okay. Um, I have one um, one thing that I saw in uh, again in New York um, was at a coffee shop, um, and they were describing the the current coffee that they were using in the coffee shop. And it was described as smells like a baby's head and freshly baked banana. Tastes like tamarind and strawberry shortbread. Finishes dreamy. Coffee is grown where there is almost always a natural cloud cover. You know, in a funny sort of way, I wanted to taste that coffee. Come and drink a baby. I wanted to, I wanted to smell it. Drink a baby. Yeah, if it smelled like a baby. Perhaps take it to um, a, a woman with a stroller and say, does this smell like your baby? And then smell her baby. Um, Chris, if you did that, we are not coming to bad <laughs> out. Does um, this smell like your baby? What the fuck? That is the craziest thing. I know. And uh, look, I only did it a couple of times, yeah, but yeah. then they told me, to go to, away. To stop it. Yeah. I told them that was just what you did in Australia. Um, but also, um, you know, there's always those t- there are always those terms like twice cooked or thrice cooked, mm. which I always assume means leftovers. And yeah. surely that's what it means. We cooked it last night and now tonight we're going to cook it again for you. And it's going to sound special because it was twice cooked. The chef's special sauce, that's always a worry. <laughs> Stay away from the chef's special sauce. That's my advice anyway. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so I've just um, – I And the camel jerkies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a name for a band. The camel jerkies. It's great. Yeah. Chef's special sauce, sauce of the, the camel, camel jerkies. jerkies. Oh. I like camel jerkies and the chef. No, you're right. It goes the other way better. Yeah. That'd be a funk band. Um so I, I've written some menu menu items from my restaurant. Oh, good. One do you want, day when I have a restaurant, do you want music under this, Chris? Yeah, or some kind of atmosphere, I the clinking yeah, so of glasses. Of a, I think I picture like a like a quartet playing yeah. surreptitiously in the background by a yeah. fountain. Yeah, very surreptitiously. Oh, I imagine in one. that would start now. So I would have these are the things I would have on my menu. I would have something like pan-sizzled unborn fowl fetus with hacked and seared swine flesh served on a delicate bed of breaded bread. <laughs> All right. Crumbed de- bread? It's a delicate bed. Um, Crumbed bread sounds amazing. Breaded cool. bread. Yeah. Golden crispy pastry vessel entrapping ground-up animal bits combined with liquefied animal bits and topped with fluffy clouds made from something that was quite rare during the Irish potato famine. Bits. Hope. And, uh, hope was quite rare during the Irish. That's true. It's, it's just a, some it's a cl- fluffy clouds of hope. <laughs> mashed hope. Um, <laughs> that's that's the other band. That's the album. That's the support band. Is mashed hope. Um, mashed hope. And uh, on the drinks menu is juice of the clouds. That would. Nice. That's all you get on the drinks menu. Nice. Frankly, that's juice good. of the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. So when I open my restaurant, that's some of the things that'll be on the menu. Nice. That reminds me of um, I'm a I'm a massive fan of disgustingly literal uh, 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 food descriptions uh, yes. on menus. Yeah. Um, and I think I was with you and some other people, Chris. We yes. went, We were in a uh, in a uh, Chinese restaurant um, in Chinatown here in Melbourne. Right. Um, and I think I think this was a victim of of, of a translation, um, uh, <laughs> and was just written on a sign remember. on the wall. 
and and I had to order it because how could you go past something as delicious as spicy sliced pig stomach? <laughs> yeah. Mm. And it arrived, and it was exactly what it said it was going to be. Yeah, which part did you think was misspelled? I, yeah? No, I didn't think any of it was misspelled. I went, I wonder if that is going to be exactly what I think it is, and it, and it was. I feel like we went to the same restaurant, and you ordered it again. No. Oh, didn't you? No. Well, I had it once. It was fine. It was wouldn't nice. Go, wouldn't go back? Um, yeah, wouldn't have it again, hmm. because it wasn't hot. Like, it was, it uh. was, and it was sort of, it was... Wasn't it was warm? It needed to be twice cooked. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. probably. And it was sort of textureless, like a lot of sort of organ meat is, I guess. Mm. And, um, and it sort of did look a bit like stomach, and it tasted a little bit like pork, and it was a little bit spicy, so it was quite nice mm. in that sense. But I don't. The next day, I wasn't feeling a million percent. I would have to say, um, no one could feel. And I percent. and I put it down to I developed a theory then that um, stomach uh, on stomach, it's like holding the two positive ends of a magnet towards each other. They repel yeah. each other, and so that stomach did not want to be in my stomach. And <laughs> stomach on stomach action. Yeah. You mean your body was rejecting I your was rejecting. absorbed stomach? Yeah. Mm. You know what you needed. A cup of coffee tasting like a baby. Yeah. That would have sorted me right out. Yeah. Baby I think would have fought the stomachs. Another um, uh, another Asian restaurant that I was in, um, but it, it was in Melbourne, but it was in Victoria Street that I went to, had um, something on the menu called um, chicken in stinky sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I never asked. But no. I, I, I was trying to, you know, sometimes you can tell what the word, the mistaken word is. What's stinky sauce? What what would be fish sauce? Well, maybe maybe it was maybe it was. What's that really stinky um, fruit that they have in durian. Asia? Durian. Yeah, it might have been durian, maybe durian, but I don't think it stinks once you cook it. But yeah, in stinky sauce. Mm. I wonder if anybody orders the chicken in stinky sauce. It just comes. It just comes out of the mop bucket. <laughs> That's right. It's the sort of thing I would order. Yeah, chicken dipped in our mop bucket. Yeah. Sometimes if you walk through the back streets um, near, near uh, restaurants, you, you smell the stinky sauce. Oh, that squid with pebbles. That was another thing I ordered once. <laughs> yeah. That was on a menu. You couldn't go past that. And you know what? I ordered that, and the the um, the waitress tried to talk me out of it. Um, and you weren't to be deterred. And no, and that just made me more keen to have it. Um, Did she just bring out a fish tank? Is that what squid with pebbles is, just a fish tank? <laughs> because I had absolutely no idea what it was going to be. And she said, it's very spicy. And I said, good, I like spicy. And she said, no, it's very spicy. And I said, good, bring it on. I really want this squid with pebbles, please. And so she, reluctantly, she took my order hmm. and she brought it out. And it was, a, it was amazing. It was a visual spectacle. They brought out this bowl that had these, these rocks that were maybe like the size of tennis balls. Oh, my God. They're not, um, they're not really pebbles. No, but they were smooth and round like, like sort of river rocks or, or something like that. And they were Like bocce balls. <laughs> yeah. They were white hot. Oh. Um, and then they came so out with So, literally, it was hot. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they came out with another bowl of, I'm uh, presuming, raw squid in in a, in a sort of uh, pepper sauce. And you cooked them and on they the rocks. Pour, no, they literally just pour them onto these onto these rocks, and they and these rocks are so hot, it just 
this the, it boils instantly. <laughs> Jesus, at third degree burns, is that yeah. what you get after that? Just <laughs> splashes of hot boiling water on you. It does Sounds sound terrifying. like a master villain's like origin story. <laughs> yeah, I ordered the squid with pebbles. <laughs> we now were, I must yeah. avenge Batman. We were a bit drunk when we were doing this, though. I was I was with some friends, and then uh, a friend of a, a girl who was a friend of mine um, forgot um, what the 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 pebbles were, and this was we'd been picking at it for the last sort of 45 minutes or so. They'd well and truly cooled down and she was trying to pick one of the pebbles up in her chopsticks and and said, what are these things? And I convinced her they were squid eggs. That's mean. It was mean. Did Did she try one? Um, She kept trying to pick it up. I said, they're squid eggs. They're delicious. (laughs) Chipped her tooth on it? Do you remember once when you were drunk, Sparky, in Edinburgh? <laughs> oh, revenge. Back here again. <laughs> uh, in Edinburgh, and mm-hmm. um, you tried the, the blood pudding on a stick, deep fried blood pudding on a stick. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, while we were walking home. How'd it go? Gosh, you looked ill. Yeah. You looked really unwell. See, blood pudding, black pudding is one of those things that I... Uh, it's just unfortunate that I know what it is because it's not bad. Yeah. I think, and it's like the the times that I have eaten it, and I honestly could count them on one hand. Mm. Um, I, I I don't find it repulsive, except when I think about it. Yeah, I love blood pudding. Yeah, I like having it for, for breakfast, breakfast when I'm in Europe. All right, it's okay. It's a lot of iron. It is. Yeah. It's good. Oh. It's like oh, it's good. Your complete drugstore is always there to serve you With accurate prescriptions, gifts of all descriptions So stop in today at your complete drugstore I heard Andy Griffiths interviewed once on the radio And um, he said a really interesting thing about food Which is, I think, absolutely correct He said that when when you're writing a book for kids And you want to communicate something to strive for, he said food is like pornography for children. Mm. And because kids have an element, like kids obviously don't understand sex because they're kids. And so they have, but they have a drive for food because it's a, it's a survival instinct as well as a recognisable kid instinct for food. So you think about the number of very famous kids' books that have food as their theme and usually if so there's a there's a hint if you're trying to write a kid's book um because kids understand so you you look at things like roald dahl every roald dahl book ever is essentially about a kid's quest for food yeah you know charlie and the chocolate factory the bfg's got a lot of food in it uh uh, james and the giant peach Mm. you know things like that uh they're all got food as their kind of center goal because kids identify they get Longing for food. You know, yeah. Enid Blyton was always, you know, having lashings of ginger biscuits and, and, and things like that and, and you know, all, all those kind of books and it's food is pornography for kids. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was an interesting point. Yeah. I don't have anything funny about it. Yeah. It's easy to find it on the internet too. Yeah, you don't get I, – I think it's safe for work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. But not safe for school. Um, I have a segment. Okay. Oh, cool. The music I can hear in my head is that sort of, if there were DVD menus in the 50s, that... Okay, yep. That'd start now. Cooking tips for men. Men, huh? Am I right? <laughs> I mean, what's the deal? And so forth, etc. Anyway, here are 10 cooking tips for men. 
One, don't drop the cake on your male genitalia. <laughs> Two, when shopping for red capsicums, remember a high percentage of men suffer from red-green colour blindness. Three, be careful not to get your thick beard caught in the microwave. Four, don't cook or eat any estrogen unless you wish to become more feminine. Five, if you try to close the fridge door using your hips, it might be very slightly less effective than if a woman did it. Six, don't spill hot soup on your Adam's apple. Seven, remember when you slow cook that you have a shorter life expectancy than a female. Eight, don't attempt to use your vagina to stir anything because you don't have one. Nine, don't accidentally put your prostate in the salad. <laughs> and ten, men do not enjoy having tips cooked for them because tips aren't food. <laughs> Thank you and good eating. Good eating. Cook cooking tips for men. <laughs> I thought about... Um, uh, food trends Oh yeah uh, That we've had um, Trends in food Yeah <laughs> It's um, good that you explained it yeah. <laughs> Food trends I was lost uh, The trends in food Oh I get it now Yeah um, And I thought I thought I'd, I'd I'd have a go At predicting Some of the some of, what, are, what are going to be The big trends uh, to In 2013 in, in food Following the success Of mobile food vans Selling burgers Tacos and gumbo This winter I'm expecting to see These cropping up In parks And on street corners Soup fountains. <laughs> mm. Why eat just one burger or pulled pork sandwich when for slightly more money you can eat two smaller ones? Why not even eat four smaller mini mini sliders? <laughs> Recently, deconstructed food has become popular. A dish is broken down into its core elements and are served separately. I'm predicting a surge in reconstructed food where the elements are reassembled to form another dish. Wait times at restaurants will increase as every meal is prepared, broken down and reimagined. <laughs> but I think black forest parmigiana will be worth the wait. Or it could go the other way, where food becomes so deconstructed that you have to visit several shops to purchase all the components of your meal. I think there's also going to be a, a, a resurgence in, in, the, in the parmigiana. Uh, lots of lots of different themed parmigianas. Uh, you, you have your your traditional parmigiana, of course, which uh, a crumbed chicken with uh, a, t- a Napoli sauce and, and and cheese. Or you can have the traditional parmigiana with ham. Mm-hmm. Or uh, an interesting uh, twist on the parmigiana is a Hawaiian parmigiana, which has pineapple. Oh. Add some refried beans and some guacamole for a Mexican parmigiana. I see. Mm-hmm. Try the Robert Parmigiana. <laughs> it's simply irresistible. <laughs> for golfing fans, try the Parmigiana, although I've heard it's quite average. And then, of course, for movie buffs, there's the Laura Parmigiana, which comes wrapped in plastic. So, at the st- when you said you had no puns... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Do they make parmigianas out of different animals? Um, I would like to try a llamajana. Llamajana, mm. yeah, that'd that be good. good. Yeah. Cannibalism, a farmajana, <laughs> a karma chameleonajana. Wow. We can cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Just cut it. Just cut it. 
I think a Parmigiana is good. That's a, that's a Parmigiana you buy for someone else. <laughs> yeah. Or there's the Armigiana, which is just somebody's arm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Speaking um, of cannibalism, how about the Jeffrey Darmajan? No. <laughs> oh, it's a Parmigiana that eats itself. <laughs> I, I could do this for the next five hours. <laughs> we should probably not do it. No. Wow. We're all thinking of another one, I though, know, aren't we? we? Are, I we can hear us all thinking yeah. of another one. Yeah. Just saw the Easter bunny and he had this to say Tell everyone to get dressed up and join me on Easter day I've got a new segment um, uh, and it's based on um, an internet site which is an artificial intelligence uh, conversation site where you can literally go and and talk with a robot and it's a bit freaky because um it's not just you know vague answers to to questions it literally like the ask chris segment it li- <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like having a conversation with a robot it literally sounds like you're talking to a real human who is just seriously sleep deprived and still ask chris <laughs> So what I decided to do is create a section called Cleverbot Theatre in which I started a scene as if we were two improvisers just, you know, hanging out. This is a truly terrifying concept. Chris it, yeah. talking to a weird, vague robot on exactly. the internet. I don't, this I, is going to be like photocopying a mirror, isn't it? <laughs> All I know is this. No matter how crazy the robot's responses are, it thinks that your responses are worse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, what you're about to hear is a little uh, a scene that I call Waiter, and um, the, the all of the uh, all of the senses that are mine are me. <laughs> Hang on, I've got to <laughs> explain you. that better. Ask Chris, uh-huh. he's a fucking genius. Uh, so. <laughs> Is this the robot or is this Chris? I can't tell. <laughs> Chris, we so want to this, speak to Chris. In this scene, in this scene, I will be playing the part of the customer, uh-huh. and Cleverbot will be playing the part of the waiter. Very good. Good. Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. No, there is a mouse on your table. Oh my God! What sort of restaurant is this? Not much. Just your life. I demand you bring me a fresh bowl of soup and get rid of the mouse. I demand that you stop demanding me to stop demanding you to make demands. I'd like to speak to your manager. Just because I am using does not mean you get to use them. Get me the manager. Asterisk gets you a Fanta asterisk fair master. I don't want a Fanta. I want some fresh soup. I'll wait while you go make some. (laughs) You are the worst waiter I've ever met. You are the master and I am the slave. That's better. Now, please do as I command. That isn't the first time I've heard that. Look, forget the soup. Um, I'm going to find another restaurant where I get proper service. Why are you leaving? Is it because I am not alive? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's because you're a rude bastard. I get that a lot. I'm not surprised. Goodbye. Why are you not surprised? I don't need to explain myself. I think you do. I think I have the right to know everything about the world I'm living on. I'm sick of the government lying to us. I want the truth. 
Okay, can you just put away that gun? Because you don't want to know. I just don't want you to hurt me, that's all. So you don't want me to know what I want to know? Everything's okay. Just put down the gun and let me leave. I'm unable to do that. Okay, here's five bucks for the soup and I'll get out of here. But here is there while there used to be here and there is now here while there is there. <laughs> great. How is it great? <laughs> <laughs> I am seriously going to call the police if you don't put that gun down. Exactly. And there are so many forces out there that extend beyond the creativity and intelligence of living, breathing creatures. So there are many things we will never be capable of understanding. Let me go. I won't let you out. You'll be in there for a very long time. You're scaring me. Then go. You have broken my heart. <laughs> Gunshot. It really is weird. I was really expecting him to lapse into Daisy, Daisy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds a little bit like um, the voiceover guy for most BBC documentaries. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more computery. Yeah. It was good. I felt like halfway through the scene, one of you became self-aware. <laughs> I don't think it was Chris. I don't think it was Chris. That was very good. I look forward to more installments of Clever yeah, Bob yeah, Theatre. Yeah, that's right. Um, we should we should get to the the segment that's got the whole internet exploding like some kind of cum machine, and that yeah, I didn't say it was positive. And that segment is Ask Chris. Here's the theme song. Chris has got answers in his pants. So. Ask Chris. Ask Chris. He's a fucking genius. Ask Chris. Ask Chris. He's a fucking genius. Ask Chris. Fucking genius. Thanks for that. Um, so Wyatt uh, Wyatt Frederick Nixon Lloyd. What? Uh, that's the name of the person who sent this question or possibly in. Possibly four people. Yeah. His question is boxes or briefs? Mm. Um, I'm wearing briefs right now. Wyatt, um, thanks for asking. Um, Sorry, also, um, if that was a question about buying a dog, boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, boxes. Yeah. Briefs have very short life expectancies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Natalie Ganane asks. Um, if the plural of goose is geese, then is the plural of moose meese? I, th- I, I mean, it's the English language. There are no rules. You can do whatever you like. And by, lo- by your logic, multiple choices would be cheese. Uh, and a whole lot of bruises would be breese. So, obviously, it doesn't, it doesn't fit into everything. But you can make the plural of any word by just adding the phrase a lot of in front of it. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No. Choice is spelled differently. Choice. Choose. Choose. A lot of choice. Yeah, many chooses. What? Boy, English <laughs> a is lot of multiple. Goose? A lot of goose. A lot of goose. Exactly. That's it. No, it's not. It works. It works <laughs> it perfectly work. every time. I don't think you understand. Were you born in a different country? No, I wasn't. I was born in... Because <laughs> obviously you grasp with English languages. It's good that we've had oh, good, some racial hate from Chris just to keep things I'm going. I'm not even racial. And Chris hates me. <laughs> he was having a go at the camel jerkies earlier. <laughs> anyway, that's some questions for me. Oh, Thanks very much for listening. Oh, that's, that segment's, that segment's really oh. teetering along, isn't it? Oh. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to do this next week. <laughs> <laughs> but if you fucking want to ask Chris something, then hit us up on Twitter, uh, T-O-T-W podcast, or uh, on our Facebook page.
All right, well, that wraps up uh, episode four of whatever this one was called. Uh, I thought it was called Food. Uh, I thought it was called Eats. Uh, I thought it was called Eats as well, but Vittles sounds interesting. Shit. Um, <laughs> we'll let iTunes decide. If you like Theatre of the World, please tell your friends. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can go to our website, theatreoftheworld.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, until next we meet, until next your ears step into the world that is our mouths. <laughs> uh, fuck. I'm uh, Mark. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Chris. Goodbye. Oh, bye. Bye. Yeah. Bon appetit. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. There's a, there was a. Can I, just sorry, just to harp on one thing of that. How many things are made Hawaiian <laughs> just by the addition of pineapple? Yeah. yeah. That is. Do you know that uh, I was able to convince a customs officer that I came from Hawaii by putting a slice of pineapple in my passport? Yeah. This is man, my God. This is 